Our deepest desire is to know that we are worthy, worthy of loving and being loved. This podcast explores how to love, how to love fiercely, and how to be guided by the heart and trust in the most powerful energy in the universe, love. Our task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within ourselves that we have built against it. Welcome to What Would Love Do? Thanks for listening. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode on What Would Love Do? Um, So thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. And wherever you are, I hope you are having a blessed and magical day. And if it is one of those days where nothing's going right and you're feeling lonely and you're feeling um, that, that, that there's just an, a, like an experience of despair or an experience of disappointment, I want you to know that this too shall pass and that you are not alone. Please, I promise you, your experience, even though you may think that you're the only person on this earth that is feeling this lonely or this fearful you are not you are absolutely not alone and you can find comfort and peace in in understanding that this is just our humanity and when we can have empathy for the humanity that is within us we're able to access and create empathy for others so today what did I want to talk about I wanted to share some insights on mistakes right making mistakes particularly um, I want to share with you, so over the weekend, uh, on Sunday, it was our anniversary. So my husband and I, and, and look, look, we do something, we, we celebrate every month because we do. And so the 3rd of March was our anniversary and I, um, and we take turns in organizing the anniversary activity for that day. And it, it, it's nothing big. It's not like, you know, whining and dining it's just something um small to commemorate the moment and um and look to be quite honest since japan if you've been listening to the podcast or following um myself on instagram and you'd you'd know that we had a really challenging time in japan with those four weeks um you know challenging in terms of being aligned with parenting um and yeah like having a look at ourselves to find that connection and you know this is part of the process this is an, an a normal part of growth because without the pressure without the disturbances we're not able to go well, what what needs changing what can we do better so you know we're really looking forward to you know connecting um on our anniversary and looking at you know what can we be grateful for what can we do better and you know always checking in and look normally on our anniversaries if we're able to find a babysitter awesome um but on this particular day we we spend it with so so normally avery is like the third wheel right (laughs) um which is fine um kind of but so so this particular morning on sunday uh, there's these croissant place that I absolutely love I think it has the best croissants in Sydney so if you're a croissant lover and you live in Sydney it's a place called Buttercrumbs Croissant and it's in it's at Rhodes um inside a cafe called Bear Witness so that's Buttercrumbs Croissant Rhodes look they're not paying me for this I absolutely love their croissants and the owner's name is Yuna I digress 
So uh, on this particular morning on Sunday, we were going to get some croissants and coffee to celebrate our 8.4, so that's eight years and four months being together, going out anniversary, not not uh, married, not not yet not being married-wise. Um, and then we're going to head off and spend some time with my goddaughter and our friends. Um and so we had to be there by nine o'clock because we were doing some preparation uh, for my goddaughter's baptism as well. So anyway, we're kind of like getting ready, going down to the car and John's got Avery's scooter. So Avery's our son, our toddler son, and John's got Avery's scooter. And Avery is at a toddler age where they're finding their own independence and they want to be able to do things for themselves, right? And um, and this is a natural part of their progression. And so, you know, we're walking to the car. It's about 8 o'clock, so we want to go get the croissants before we get to the church at 9 o'clock and, you know, have a relaxing morning. Uh, we get to the car and Avery says to Dad, Avery says to John, Daddy, I want to put Scooter in the car. And John's like, no, we don't have time. I'm going to put the Scooter in the car because, you know, he's this little toddler, would have to like carry him, help him hold the scooter. And like, you know, it, just, it takes a little bit longer. And so, you know, for about 30 seconds or so, they're like kind of like arguing, having an argument. And then daddy goes, no, I am putting the scooter in the car. So John grabs the scooter, puts it in the boot, closes the boot and goes and sits in his, in the driver's seat. And here you have our toddler son, crying at the door going I wanted to put the scooter in car it's my scooter like you know he's he's having difficulty accepting just what has happened because he really wanted to put the scooter in the car so predictably what a parent might do is go come on hurry up hurry up and you know pick the toddler up shove them in the car put their seatbelt in and you know they're crying crooking and screaming and then you know you can go sit at the front and they're like you know your day's off but the thing is this, um, having, like, you know, look, I'm, I'm a coach, right? And I have a very vested interest in how Avery's brain develops and being able to cultivate a resilient brain, courage, and what have you. I do a lot of research, I'm learning, I'm a coach. So I know that in at this particular moment in time, what Avery is seeking is connection, right? So he's got a lot of fear that's going through his body, the fear and, 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 and frustration. And all fear and frustration is is energy, just as love is. Um, so as a parent on how I could help him understand these emotions and not be hijacked by them is to meet him where he is at as opposed to going, hey, it's okay, trying to make him feel better, trying to disregard him, Um trying to tell him to toughen up. None of that works. None of that is great for our children. So it makes a difference when we can just take five minutes out because what is five minutes in the grander scheme of things, right? And it's so important to think about five minutes to make connection, whether it is uh, with friendships, whether it is with like, you know, our relationships, five minutes for connection in the grander scheme of things is not a lot of time and it makes the biggest difference. So, you know, I, I spend a couple of moments, I'm just like, honey, I, I know it's frustrating because do you feel that we don't trust you? Do you feel that we've taken something away from you? And he's like, yes, yes. So I'm just asking him questions on how he's feeling. 
to help him understand the emotions and the feelings that are going through his body. Anyway, so eventually he calms down without me telling him to calm down and without me, you know, um, disregarding him. He just, and, and this is important because we want our children to learn to navigate their own feelings so that the emotions and feelings can arise and they are not hijacked by them. So, um, so eventually, you know, Avery calms down. He's learned how to allow that feeling to go through, and then he sits in his car, and then sits in the car seat, and then he's laughing. You know, he's fine. I go back into the passenger. I go into the passenger seat, and I'm fuming. Okay, because <laughs> while I was like uh, talking to Avery and asking him questions. John, my husband, was going, Avery, don't worry, we've got to go now, you know, like just get over it. Look, we're, we're, we're going to get croissants now and he's trying to make him feel better and I feel like he's disregarding him. And so while I'm calming Avery down, John's vibing in. And, look, John's just wanting to help. And then I react to John, right? So I'm putting my hand out and going and mouthing like, stop. Um, and then I, you know, and then I talk to Avery and I'm just, I'm feeling like he's encroaching on this outcome that I want to achieve with Avery and he's not helping. <laughs> so um, so I sit back in the passenger seat and look, it's our anniversary. So, I, you know, I had this expectation and what do we know about expectation? Expectation robs us of joy. I had this expectation of this beautiful calm morning because of our anniversary and I'm sitting in the car and I'm like, man and I take this deep sigh and both of us are just sitting in silent and I'm doing everything I can in my being to bring awareness to what I'm feeling which is frustration annoyance and um you know I, I notice a judgment I notice the judgment I am having of John I notice the frustration I notice the the disconnection that I'm experiencing in that moment of not being aligned in parenting and I notice my like obnoxiousness as well like I notice the righteousness that I have like I know better and why isn't he doing it my way and you know I'm just observing observing this stuff and look this isn't easy right it, it's 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 tough but you know I have a meditation practice that and I have a journaling practice because I'm so committed to choosing and understanding and navigating how to live from love over fear um, it, it matters to me. It matters to me that this is uh, a choice that I'm making and it's not, it's so easy to get a default. So anyway, I'm sitting there and I'm fuming and I'm like, okay, what would be the next question to ask John so that we're not, you know, we're not in conflict for conflict's sake and that I'm not trying to prove a point. And so I asked John, how did you think he handled that? And he started sighing and he's like, man, he's like, and I noticed that he has his defensiveness up and I noticed that it's like I wanted to put my defensiveness up and, you know, we, I, 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 I can feel the disconnection. And this gig of alignment in parenting is tough and we're still figuring it out, especially because Avery is at a new stage of development. And remember, your child teaches you what you need to learn. Um, and, you know, our child is our mirror. Our child is our teacher. <laughs> so John and I are sitting there and I could hear Avery observing. You know, like when I say hear, he's actively listening to how we are going to communicate with one another. So the thing with children is this, they're not going to learn based on what we tell them. They're learning based on what we do, how we act and what they observe. And so uh, so then John says to me this, he goes, you know, you talk a lot about allowing Avery to make mistakes and 
you know, we are to connect with him in the moments that he makes his, these mistakes. However, you don't allow me to make mistakes. You don't allow me to discover how to parent and connect with him. And gosh, I, you know, <laughs> I, I heard that. I was like, wow. And I, I really took that on. And this was a valid experience for John. And I said, look, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that. And I'm sorry, and I can, can, can tell me more. And look, it's it, you know, I I wanted to lash out. Okay, I wanted to go, but I'm the one reading the books, and I'm the one that's learning, and I'm the coach, and I know better. But the thing with love is this: it's not about being right. It's not about being better. It's about what do we need to do to work together as a team? What do we need to do to be connected? What do we do to make a commitment? to be aligned with one another and this is tough and we're still trying to figure this out right and so John says to me yeah like you know you always come in and scoop in before I get a chance to even learn I understand that you know this stuff well and I understand that you can like you know I see what you do works because you know he's he's calm and he connects with you and he always goes to you but you don't you don't give me a chance. You don't give me an opportunity to make mistakes. And I don't know what to do. Like, I don't, how am I going to learn how to connect with him if you don't give me that opportunity? So, you know, we spoke for a little bit more and then I said to him, okay, you know what? How about for this one whole week, I am not going to step in when he chucks a tantrum and I'm just going to allow you, right? I'm going to, I'm going to step away and you can practice on how to connect and communicate with him. And John says, you know what? That would be awesome. Thank you. I would really appreciate that. Um, So then, you know, we, we go home that evening and we have a really honest conversation about mistakes and about alignment with parenting. And with relationships, you know, relationships are constantly evolving. And um, I shared with him how I I'm really struggling to find alignment with parenting right now. And he says, yeah, I hear you. Like, you know, this is tough. And um, and he said, you know, we're learning. And, he, and then John says to me, hey, out of curiosity, right, like do you think that you are struggling because you're wanting this to be perfect? You're wanting to have control of everything. You don't want Avery to, 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 to go through what you did. Or something like that. Like, do you think perfectionism is costing you to trust me? And I said, let me think about that. And so for the last few days, I've been I've been pondering on this, you know, and um late and so in the, so I shared this conversation with John where I said, you know, the last thing the, the, the thing that I would not want for Avery is to have unhealthy relationships and an unhealthy relationship with himself especially an unhealthy relationship with himself because success could mean having you know a great job or a great career or doing all of these things however at the end of the day if he can't experience love right he doesn't know how to receive love and he doesn't know how to be in, in a healthy relationship and he doesn't have a healthy relationship with himself I would be gutted 
And you're right. And it's probably because of some part of my upbringing where it took me so long to learn to how to be my best friend. And I mean, we teach that which we need to learn, right? This is why I'm here, um, where I've invested over 10 years of understanding how to choose to live from love over fear. And a lot of it comes from our wiring. And I, you know, in that moment, I, I started looking at mistakes and perfectionism and how, you know, these world, that like this, the worlds of making mistakes and the capacity in which we allow ourselves to make mistakes and the addiction we have to perfectionism actually impact our experience of ourselves. So, you know, the thing with mistakes is this: mistakes are a part of life. Um, and we have to be able to understand what is our capacity to make mistakes, right? And if we, and, and I guess this is why I have a vested interest in allowing Avery to make mistakes and then meeting him where he is. It's not passive. It's not, I'm not saying that, you know, he's the golden child and this is permissive parenting. No, it's going, hey, you know, you did this. How did this make you feel? And what can we learn to do better? And believe me, I ask our two-year-old, our two-and-a-half-year-old, close to three, like these questions at night, I ask him, what can mommy and daddy do better? And I ask him, what can you do better? You know, to observe that we're always a work in progress. And when we make mistakes with him, I actually go and ask for forgiveness and and say, look, I'm really sorry. Mommy's doing my best and I'm still learning and I made a mistake and do you forgive me? Um, this is important. This is important because the, our capacity to make mistakes then allows us to take risk in life. It allows us then to see life as a playground and that we are a work in progress. It allows us to, you know, try new things and um, not take life so seriously. I'm not saying that there aren't things in life that are serious, but not take life so significantly and so ser- seriously that we're debilitated by decision making. And then I started thinking about more of mistakes. Like, how do we know that we're scared of making mistakes, right? And so these are the real clues on what it looks like if you're scared of making a mistake. Indecision is there. Like, you're so scared of making decisions that you are paralyzed by indecision. Indecision is a bad habit. Now, I, I really don't prescribe to good and bad, but indecision is a debilitating habit to have. Um, So if we were younger and we were punished by making mistakes, if we were younger and we were ridiculed or criticized or judged for making mistakes, we would be really, you know, this could be, this could have been programming that we haven't, that we had when we were younger. And there's a real opportunity to bring awareness to it right now, to rewire ourselves on how we relate to make mistakes. Now, if you have a lack of clarity, that is a real indicator that you're scared of making mistakes. And what I mean by a lack of clarity is that you're living life by everyone else's agenda, that you, you're swaying from one choice to another, that um, you know you don't have a you, you're scared of looking deep on what matters to you, on what choices you want to make, and you're hoping that everyone else makes the decision or the choice for you. You're, you're scared of mistakes when you keep yourself small, when you have all these big dreams, but you're not taking action for any of it because you're so scared that it's it's, it's going to fail. Yes, it may. There's no certainty in life. Yes, things fail. 
but it doesn't mean that you are a failure. You are a failure. You know, things fail and maybe it served its purpose for that moment in time for whatever lesson that you wanted to learn, but it doesn't mean that that's that you are a failure, you know. So you're scared of making mistakes when you keep yourself small, when you're scared to take action or take a leap of faith in something, whether it's a relationship, whether it's um, writing that book, whether it's showing up and starting that story, that, that, that um, not story, that, that business, um, whether it's asking for a pay rise, whether it's, you know, quitting, like finding a new job that, because this one no longer, you know, brings you joy, but you keep yourself small. So that's when you know that you're making mistakes. You're scared of making mistakes when, you know, you're wanting to control everything, right? Perfectionism and wanting control are huge indicators of a fear of failure and a fear of making mistakes. But this is what it's costing us when we're we're created this cage for ourselves. You see, If we as human beings long for adventure and we're seeking liberation and the experience of feeling alive and rejuvenated, um, you know, this can only be in the unknown, right? So when we are courageous enough to step inside the unknown, the unknown can then reveal itself a different lesson that from what we're expecting. In the unknown is where adventure lives. In the unknown is where liberation lives. In the unknown is where we feel most alive and therefore the outcome no longer matters. And so that's where, you know, I know it's a cliche where they say, you know, it's all about the journey and not the destination. And I really truly do mean that, yeah, it is about the journey. It's the journey of... Um, learning more about ourselves. It's the journey of allowing ourselves to let go of the of beliefs that no longer serve us and make room for new beliefs that will empower us, that will lead us to better connection, more fulfilling relationships, to have courage, um, to take action in the things that truly matter. So making mistakes, you know, I I can really empathize with this where I was so scared to make a lot of mistakes. And I remember that there was a pivotal moment where I turned 30 and I said, you know, I loved turning 30 because the last 30 years of my life, I've made a lot of mistakes and I can look back on them with such fondness and gratitude for the lessons that they have taught me rather than condemning, rather than judging, rather than being fearful of making the same mistakes again. If anything, I was like, wow, I would not change a thing because, wow, they were like huge mistakes and some were terrible, you know, some, um, yeah, like I've made really serious mistakes that I would not wish on any other human being and yet they were defining moments. They taught me so much about what what it looks like when we're living from fear versus living from love. So, you know, the thing that I want to, if you've been listening up until this point, the thing that I invite you to do is to bring awareness to your capacity 
on making mistakes, on making mistakes. Bring some awareness to your addiction to perfectionism and see what that's costing you. Seeing, see how it impacts the way that you show up in your relationships. See how it impacts how you hold back from what it is that you want to do. See how it impacts how you experience the world of love. So thank you so much for joining me today. And I look forward to spending more time with you uh, next week on another episode on What Would Love Do? And uh, from the bottom of my heart, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for your generosity on going on this journey to explore how to choose to live from love over fear. And um, I have a request. If you're enjoying these episodes, if these episodes are making a difference to you, uh, please uh, leave. Actually, you know what? Even if these episodes are not making a difference to you, if these episodes are frustrating and you know, you're know you not enjoying this podcast at all, please let me know. Um, connect with me on iTunes and leave a comment, leave a rating because it's with your feedback that I can know how I can do better. And I really do mean that. I want to hear the honest truth on how you feel about these episodes, the messages, and what it is that you want to actually know more of, listen more of. Um, And I invite you to also share with me um, anything that's made a difference as well. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I look forward to yeah, joining you next week. And by the way, um, connect with me on Instagram. That's yumi.nguyen, Y-U-M-M-I.N-G-U-Y-E-N because I go on Instagram live and I share with you what I'm reading, what I'm learning, um, yeah, throughout the week. So take care and I will, yeah, see you next time. Bye for now.